Welcome to a very special edition of Preps Today with John Millay, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. We have a special guest today, Jason DeRussia from WCCO-TV. He has uh, deigned to spend some time with us after spending some really good-hearted time. Uh, well, I'll let you tell the story, John. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jim. Yeah, Jason DeRussia is our guest today. Jason, how are you doing on this fine winter day? I'm great. I'm cold, but I'm I'm fantastic, yeah. As as our Jim and I, uh, thanks for coming on. And we're going to talk about high school debate and speech. I spent some time with you and your speech kids in recent days, wrote a story on John's journal at uh, mshsl.org. So people know you as a morning TV anchor at WCCO-TV, frequently heard on WCCO radio. But you are a high school, a, a rookie high school debate and speech coach. Tell us how this happened. Well, very much a rookie. And my story, I think, is very similar to, gosh, you know, what parent out there hasn't gotten a call? Hey, we need a coach for the baseball team or basketball or soccer. I need a manager or a treasurer or whatever. Mine was a little different in that it was at the high school level. Um, This summer, when we were just looking at the activities, and, you know, every kid, whether you're in – speech or debate or theater last year was just a trash year it just was awful distance learning online learning shortened athletic seasons for the athletes for uh, the speech and debate competitors they did all of their tournaments through you know imagine the nightmare of zoom and teams meetings for us as adults these poor kids were were competing in debate and in, you know, uh, dramatic duo acting and extemporaneous speaking and doing it from their bedrooms and their, their laptops. So this year, the kids were so excited to be back. You know, seniors, if you're a senior in high school, and much of my kids, Seth, his friends uh, are the debate team. So they were pumped to get back to compete. And then near the end of the summer, we found out that their coach had decided to step down. And I think just like we've seen throughout so many different businesses where people are burned out or reassessing careers, you know, I think the same is happening with teachers where uh, the last year was so stressful and the idea of picking up an extra curricular, you know, where you get maybe a little extra money, a little stipend. But it's certainly not enough for the hours and the effort that goes into it. So the teacher stepped down. So I did uh, really, I mean, with a 16 and 14-year-old, I should know better than to send an email to the principal asking if there's anything I can do to help. Because I think you know how that email ends up, right, John and Jim? You know how it goes. The principal probably wasn't flooded with those kinds of emails. No, I would imagine most parents weren't saying, you know what I would like to do? Coach the debate team. (laughs) That's right. Most of us don't even understand debate. Uh, Certainly, I didn't understand debate. It took me the whole season to really understand it. But I ended up interviewing with the activities director at the school. Uh, You know, next thing I know, I'm like doing a background check and showing up to school as an employee. So it was, uh, it, it all happened very fast. And I just wanted to make sure the kids had a season. They were excited to compete. And I think realistically, uh, the school would have, if there's no coach, there's no team. You just can't do it. So I 
I think it's a realistic uh, result that the school would have canceled the speech team. And you made a great point when you and I were talking. You said that would never happen with a football team or a tennis team or any other team. You know, they're not going to not let there be a season. But that was kind of what what was being faced here. And then, you know, thank goodness you stepped up and and uh, gave these kids these opportunities. Now, for people who don't know, debate is in the fall. That season's over. Speech is going on right now. And you had high school speech experience, but you had no, as you said, you didn't know anything about debate. So how does a person come into an activity with really no knowledge? How do you how do you handle that? Well, any parent who has a kid in debate or speech knows that you're the kids often do not really tell us what the what the event is about. <laughs> you're like, hey, Seth, what's explain what debate is? Explain what you guys are doing. Well, you know, it's kind of boring. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so that was sort of, can I come and watch you? I'd love to watch you. No, you know, parents never come and they don't. Like it's true. Parents don't really watch it. Debate is fascinating. Our school competes in three different events in debate. One is a congressional style debate. So it's like a mock Congress where they debate. The students get to write uh, bills uh, for consideration and they they run a Congress. You speak pro, you speak con, you ask questions. It's pretty cool. Then there's an event called Lincoln-Douglas debate that's uh, modeled after, of course, the famous uh, Lincoln-Douglas debates. It's one versus one, one kid from my school versus another kid from a different school. And those are more morality questions. So this year they were debating um, whether an unlimited right to strike should be part of a just government. So you kind of get into definitions there, right? Like what does unlimited mean? What is just? What is, so those sorts of things. And then there's um, a public forum debate, which is more of a team. Two kids on a on a team, and they debated – you know, the, the Balkans, uh, whether whether NATO should intervene in the Balkans, whether Bitcoin and cryptocurrency should be regulated. You know, so imagine me like I'm, you know, I, I'm a well-informed person on these topics. But, well, not, I, I certainly hadn't done a lot of NATO Balkans reading. I'll tell you, that doesn't come up on the morning news very often on Channel 4. <laughs> no, not on a prep podcast either. <laughs> right, right. So you're trying to figure out, like, what are the rules? How does this work? And at the same time, what you're doing, and to your point, John, that, like, the football team never, you'd never, like, ask, well, can any parents coach the football team? Like, you'd find a coach, right? This is sort of what happened with speech and debate. The other thing that speech and debate coaches have to do is we have to find parent judges for the tournaments. So... Imagine like taking the head basketball coach and saying like, cool, like you're going to coach the team and this can be great. And also like you need to write, line up reps for every one of your games. <laughs> be like, what? But that is what we do. And the kids compete every weekend. They have a tournament every Saturday. It's pretty amazing. These kids are unbelievable. They're really great. Yeah. That's in my job at the high school league. It's, it's going on 12 years now. That's been one of the neatest things is, is, for me, who who doesn't know much about speech or debate, to go to these, especially the state tournaments, and it's uh, there are no more impressive kids than the speech and debate kids. And it's funny you talk about you know kids not wanting parents to come watch them debate. I I generally at the state debate tournament will 
slip into some rooms and watch some debates. Now, the last couple of years, it's all been remote, so you can't do that. But I was in a, in a room one time. Um, a lot of people, kids think I'm a judge, but I'm not. And there's always a judge, <laughs> at least one judge sitting there. And one time, it was a few minutes before this round was going to start. I'm sitting at a desk in a classroom at the University of Minnesota. I'm sitting there with a notebook and a pen. I'm just going to jot down notes. I'm not going to take any photos. And one of these high school debaters, clearly nervous, came walked up to me and said very, he was very friendly. He said, sir, I am just not used to doing this in front of strangers. Would you mind leaving? <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Say, listen, right. son, look at my ID. I work for the state high school. Like I'm staying. No, I said, absolutely. I, I will not. I will not. If, if you're more comfortable, <laughs> by God, I'm walking out. And I did. And it's a whole, it's not like going to the state hockey tournament with 18,000 people watching. It's, it's very intimate and these kids are fantastic. And I really enjoyed chatting with your son, Seth. And- I would say, John, I get asked to leave everything <laughs> I attend and cover. So I, I, I can not, give you some tips on how to handle this. Either. No. There you go. And they're not, they- <laughs> <laughs> you know, 20 years as a TV news reporter, I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face and been invited to leave. <laughs> Many, many circumstances. Yes. <laughs> well, you're you're doing a great thing there, Jason. And talk about these these speech tournaments. I was out at Wyzetta High School Saturday to chat with you and and your son Seth and some of the kids and shoot some pictures. These are really exciting, cool. I mean, it's an all day thing on a Saturday, but that's really fun. Kind of describe what goes on. So, speech and debate both are events that. Really, it's it's an all-day Saturday commitment. So any kid who competes in these events, you have to admire uh, just their time commitment, right? That you would dedicate all-day Saturday uh, to do this. So a speech tournament, you know, so this weekend we're going to Prior Lake. Last weekend we are in Wyzetta. You hop on a bus at your school at 7.15 in the morning as the sun's coming up. You roll into another high school. Uh, and all around you in Wyzetta High School, there were probably, a, 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 I don't know, a thousand, uh, a thousand entries. A lot of kids double enter. So, you know, there were maybe 750, 800 kids uh, wearing, you know, uh, very professional clothing. So you're with all these high school kids who are wearing, you know, shirts and ties or dresses or dress suits, uh, you know, ready, ready to perform. And speech has sort of two areas. There's public address, which is more conventional, like I'm giving a speech. So there are persuasive speech events, there are uh, informational speech, there are extemporaneous speech where you go in a room and you draw three topics and you pick one and you have 30 minutes to prepare a speech. Uh, That's pretty intense and pretty cool. That's sort of the stuff, that's what I competed in when I was in high school. Uh, Clearly preparation for being a TV news anchor. Uh, learning how to BS about literally anything, even if you don't know about it. So that was very good training for me. Uh, but then there's an acting component too. So you have theater kids, you have English students who are g- really interested in writing. Uh, it's it's uh, it's super cool. Like there's this energy and excitement, all these kids all over the place talking about, you know, whatever happened in their round. And in speech, you you do watch the other six kids. There are six kids in each round. So you get to watch the other kids. 
which is pretty awesome if you're a freshman or a sophomore and maybe you're competing against a senior who's been doing this for three, four years. You get to watch them and learn and think like, oh, that person's really good. Like it's kind of, you know, it's it's a very cool environment. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I've always enjoyed those, you know, and like you said, some of these are really serious things. But some of these speech categories are, there's, is it humorous interpretation? Is that, is that one of them? Yep, that's an acting category. There's humorous interp. Yeah, they'll usually have those. I know when, I, when I'm at a state tournament, they'll have the final round and, and those in the big school auditorium because everybody wants to see it. It's, it's hilarious. These kids are talented. And it's just, just so much fun. And uh, are you learning about speech? I mean, you have a speech background. I, I am, bet you've yeah. learned a lot. You know, you learn the most from judging. So by judging around and parents, you know, uh, parents are asked to judge. But speech has a number of different events. And a lot of schools don't do all of the events, right? So there's, there's an event called Great Speeches where you memorize a – you pick the speech. So maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a, a speech from history. Maybe it's uh, the, the great orator, uh, former President Donald Trump's inauguration speech. You pick whatever you want uh, and you give a little intro and then you perform the speech. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, it's just so you have all these different events. Um, a, a, in general speech, I feel like I have more of a handle on. I think Seth gave you the money quote for your story in John's journal that all of my friends were texting me uh, because, you know, my my child, the kid of a journalist, I've tried to train to be truthful. And what did Seth tell you that I did as the debate coach, John? Um, I think it was. I'm looking at it here. Um, let me find it here. It's something pretty about, inspiring. You, did, you I think did what you could. People are really going to be um, moved. Oh, the most like... I could. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me. I, I'm yeah. looking for it here. Yeah, he did. He did what he could. Something like that. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he he was, you were like the administrator. He did all these things uh -huh. and that's all he could do. Something like, oh, here it is. He didn't really do anything debate related. He got us signed <laughs> there up. There it is. There he it got is. us judges right there. Yep. and he made sure we were going to be there, right. which is what he could do. <laughs> what he could do. I was essentially taking attendance and driving people around. Yeah. That's, that is I mean, Seth's not wrong. Like that was. <laughs> that, I'm, no, he's not. I'm not debating it, but it just—I don't know that it needed to be said. Did it need to be said that clearly? I don't know. Oh, it needed it to be did. said. Yes, absolutely. It, it, hey, it I'm going to interrupt here to move a little furniture while I while Jason uh, recovers his, you know, uh, salves his ego a little bit there. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, we want to thank our producer, Brianne Burdett. We want to let you know you can follow us on Twitter at Talk North Pod. See all of the shows as they are released. We have tons of good sports content. We have tons of good outdoor content. We have variety content. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Best way to listen to this show or the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It is easy. Of course, you can always go to TalkNorth.com, see all the shows, see the archives, and check out our sponsors. Once again, thanks. And, John, uh, briefly tell us about Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, Pizza Barn in Princeton, that's our sponsor of this podcast, Jim. And I made a big mistake uh, Tuesday this week. I was at a basketball game in Zimmerman. This is a 4 o'clock start. It was it was precinct caucus night. So in places that were having precinct caucuses, you could not have high school events between 6 and 8 p.m. 
So this was a four o'clock boys basketball game, North Branch at Zimmerman. Zimmerman's 15 minutes south of downtown Princeton and the pizza barn. And I, my planning was horrible. I, I've got to chalk it up just to being dumb that I didn't stop in at the pizza barn. I could have hit the famous lunch buffet before the game. I could have gone in for a little post-game pizza. I didn't. I'm not that smart. Apologies to everybody up there. But uh, it, it's a fantastic place. Uh, we're in February now. The February pizza of the month at the pizza barn in Princeton is a big hit. It's the, it's called the Schwanee Q. Um, John Schwartz, Schwanee is the guy who invented this. He's a, he's a Princeton legend. He's a barbecue competitor. Uh, this is a homemade crust barbecue sauce base, smoked pulled pork. That's, uh, been smoking for 16 hours, red onion, mozzarella, uh, topped with the famous Schwanee Q dry rub. It's available for dine-in delivery, takeout, take and bake. Don't miss out on the Schwanee Q, the pizza of the month at the pizza barn. And as always, thanks to Jody Stay and her crew up there in Princeton at the Pizza Barn. They do great things every single day. Man, that sounds good. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Head up there, Jason. You you won't won't regret it. I love it. Let's let's thank a ref and do a most valuable teammate. We'll chat with Jason a little more here, but um, let's let's go to our thank a ref segment. This isn't uh, is isn't. Uh, the traditional thank a ref, but this is a, a cool deal. Uh, there was a Q and a on the Rochester post bulletin this week with Jared Butson. He's a veteran official in Southeast Minnesota. He got a start refereeing intramural sports at St. Cloud state. He's a teacher in St. Charles. He's a family guy, but four nights a week, he's out doing basketball games. I know Jared a little bit. We chatted a time or two. He's very busy and very dedicated to the kids. He wants to make sure they have their opportunities, just like uh, Jason DeRusha, make sure these kids have these opportunities. So if you go to the Rochester Post Bulletin, you'll see this story. If you go to my Twitter account at MSHSL John, I tweeted a link to it. It's really good. It's just a Q&A with a veteran official. He talk, He's asked about what has COVID done to officials and the numbers and What's the future hold? Uh, he's one of the top officials we've got, so I recommend that. Let's thank our most valuable teammate, uh, Haley Von Endy of Badger Greenbush Middle River. I will say I have been to Badger Greenbush and Middle River. It's up there kind of between uh, Roseau and Thief River Falls, great part of the state. Uh, Haley's a senior cheerleader, the only senior on the cheer team up there. She shows passion for cheer, shares that passion with younger teammates. She's a great leader and mentor, is very deserving of uh, the Most Valuable Teammate Award. Congrats to Haley from Badger Greenbush Middle River. Uh, just a couple of short notes here, Jim. I want to say thanks to folks in St. Peter and Zimmerman, fantastic schools I visited in recent days. Uh, last Friday night, I was in St. Peter for Takedown Cancer Night with the wrestling team. They did a great job to raise thousands of dollars for the cause and then when i was in uh, zimmerman the visiting team was north branch as i said which is really it's a really great turnaround they won i think two games last year they came from behind to win in zimmerman they're 14 and 4 there will be a story about the north branch vikings coming to john's journal and here's another teaser of an upcoming story i'm working on this story i've been doing this a long time jim as you know i've written about tons of high school kids and teams and personalities. This is a first for me. This is a high school athlete who owns his own construction business. I'm not kidding here. 
he's he's he started out as a little kid selling lemonade decided hey this is kind of cool you can provide a service you make money he started a business with he had vending machines that he handled then he hired some friends to refurbish decks then then the company started building decks and now it's a full-blown construction company in the summer uh, he'll hire 50 or 60 people they remodel houses they do kitchen and bath makeovers they do roofing and siding they will build a custom home and the person who runs this company is a high school senior and an athlete. It's really amazing. That's my tease there. Uh, I'm excited. I've interviewed this young man. I'm working on the story. It's quite the story. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, you, you, I always say, you know, people who complain about kids these days, I, I never worry about kids these days because I hang out with kids and they're phenomenal. And Jason, you know that from your from your own kids the kids on the debate and speech teams, the kids you coach, the kid, you know, the friends of your kids. I'm guessing you don't worry too much about kids these days. Huh. No, it's, <laughs> you couldn't be more right about this. I mean, it, you know, it's amazing. You, you worry as an adult that you're going to somehow let them down, right? Like there's so much potential and optimism and wisdom in these kids thinking about stuff that we never you know, we, we, I don't know about you two, but as a kid, like I didn't have the global perspective that I think young people have now. And a lot of it is because of the internet. And as old people, I think sometimes we look at the internet and are like, why are the kids playing video games all the time? Why are they? Well, they're also like meeting people from all over the place. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's really something. These kids uh, are amazing. This young man, I sat in a conference room at his at his high school one afternoon this week, and and he's telling me. I said, "Wait a minute." He, I knew I knew the outlines of the story. Someone had told me, and I said, "Yeah, take me to the beginning." And he says, "Well, I was six or seven, and I had a lemonade stand. <laughs> That's where it started." <laughs> and now well, I'm going to steal this story from you this summer when he's yes. out actually running the construction company. This is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that should be posted here in the next week, I hope. So, yeah, there's cool. there's no reason to worry about the next generation. We know that. Jim Suhan knows that. And uh, Jason, can't thank you enough for helping me write the story about you and your, and your speech and debate teams and for joining us here today. Jim? Thank you. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, we don't call this prep sports uh, with John Malay. We call it preps because we talk about activities. And, you know, it's just like I told my kids, I didn't care if they played sports. Or not. I just wanted them to do something. And I'm just I'm blown away by by high school kids who can get up and handle debate and speech. And all these things. I would I hit under my desk every time somebody wanted me to speak in front of a high school class. And these these people are up and performing. I'm, I'm, it's such a great. So it's a, it's a great thing that you're supporting that activity, Jason. It's also a great thing that you're actually you know, you actually pitched in when people needed it because, I mean, you know, John and I both coached our kids sports just because nobody else would do it. And you, you did it in a, a venue that had to take you a lot of water off. I was, I can't say it takes you out of your comfort zone, but it's something that requires time and effort. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing for my TV job. I wake up at two 30 in the morning every day and our show starts at four 30 in the morning. So I wake up at two 30. I'm at work until around 1130 and debate practice. We practice three days a week from like two until four 30, uh, you know, don't, don't cry too much for your TV anchor man, but that was nap time. 
yeah. back. You know? <laughs> so, like, don't feel too bad for me, but, like, that is uh, – it is about the time, and I just feel lucky that I was able – that, you know, I worked in the morning, and I was able to give those hours uh, to the kids. Well, good on you, Jason. Uh, doing what I can. What did Seth say? Doing, I did what I could. Doing what you can do. It's what he can do. <laughs> that's all. I want that. Like, if that's that's what they should say at my eulogy someday. <laughs> Dad did what he could. <laughs> we'll have it embroidered on a pillow. <laughs> that's really why we have kids, is to, so they can destroy our egos and keep us grounded. <laughs> that's exactly it's true. right. It is true. Oh, good. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, John. Thank you, Brianne. Hey, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, Really cool to have Jason on. Jason, we'll do it again sometime. Uh, Hey, uh, keep it going with CCO. Love your work. Thank you. Appreciate you both. Thank you so much. And thanks for shining the light on these young people. I think it is your your point that people have this idea that the kids are screwed up or whatever. Uh, You are shining the light on the reality out there, whether it's debate or speech or tennis or whatever. It's It's good stuff. Yeah, they're better than we are. We need to hand them the keys to the world as soon as possible. That's right. That's right.